Welcome to the Action Coach Stroud podcast. So today we're going to be talking to Simon Chaplin, who is an estate planner. Sounds really interesting, but we're going to get into the detail with Simon in a few moments. So as a business coach, my role is to work with SME business owners and to try and help them to grow their business and create value. Why do they need an estate planner, Simon? How can you help them? Right. Great question, Tom. And probably the start point is actually because most people ask me when I or when I say I'm an estate planner, I get a slightly puzzled look on their face. And it's like, what what the heck is an estate planner? I've, I've heard of it, but it doesn't really resonate with me. Just to lob in a little bit of, of history on estate plan, because it is a dated phrase. It actually goes back to the days of the Crusades when people would go off to, to battle and come back. And while they were away, they wanted their property, their estate, their assets, whatever it was, to be looked after. But that's where estate planning originates from. It was literally making plans so that if you weren't able to, if something happened to you or, or whatever, while you were unable to look after it, things would be as they were before you went off. So this concept evolved because the law wasn't that robust in those days. So uh, people would um, find that things weren't as they were, as I said, and, and uh, battles would ensue, etc. So over time, law developed and the principles of, 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 of protecting what you've got were established. But when we talk about estate planning, um, there's probably about four things that I would, I would call it. It's about wealth protection. And that could be personal, what you own personally. And also we're talking in the context of you coaching business people. It's about your business assets as well. And in most people's cases, the two, the personal assets and the business assets are linked. They are one, they are one and the same ultimately, especially in the eyes of HMRC. So when I'm looking at people, I'm looking at what do they own physically uh, in terms of their property, other things like that. What investments have they got? how much cash have they got, and also themselves as people, because they, they are assets, but they can also be liabilities as well, depending what day of the week it is. So for a small business owner, potentially one of my, my clients, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking about a protection here. What are, we, what are we trying to protect them from? Potentially themselves. We, we have a, a number of phrases in the industry and, and ones we use. We call it catastrophe planning. And that normally is, uh, it starts with the what if. So what if this happened? What if that happened? And that could be you as an individual. It could be you. It could be your business partner, whether you're a partnership or whether you're a limited company. It could be other shareholders. It could be key people in your business. That's one element of protection. It's also, um, there's a, an element of protection of, of, of tax as well. Um, what is your what what tax are you paying are you are, have you got the most efficient planning in in place uh, have you got a good accountant <laughs> are you getting good advice um, that kind of thing so to some extent are we are we you know protecting them against change of circumstances certainly change of circumstances that in theory they might not be able to control but we're also taking a proactive strategic look for the longer term particularly when it comes to uh, let's say you've got people typically in their early to mid 40s to early to mid 50s who may be at some point thinking of semi-retiring or fully retiring or actually passing on their business either to family or selling it and what's the best way that we can 
be proactive in that uh, in that way to to enable them to to keep most of the wealth that they've built up over the, over the course of the years of developing their growing their business. Where do we start with a business? Where does a, what does a business need to do or business owner need to do if they're getting to a point in their life where they're thinking there may be some change coming up. I might be aiming at retirement in the next five, ten years or transitioning the business um, onto other partners or family. How does the process start? It's pretty much the way that you would start a, a process of, of looking to see where a business is and where it's looking to get to. Now, you're probably f- more focused on the next, let's say, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, but probably at least the next, a lot of folks on the next six to 12 months or even even shorter timescales, you might chunk it down into, into quarters. I'm less worried about the P&L today and the next year. What I'm looking at is based on what that person thinks could be the options available. And often it's not set in stone. It could be, I'm thinking of A, B or C. Right, let's, let's scenario plan A, B and C. And if you continue on your current trajectory, this looks what like where you're going to get to in terms of your wealth, in terms of what you own, in terms of your profitability, and this will deliver X. So you could you could almost you, you could almost to a degree align it with retirement planning to a degree, as if someone was speaking to me and I'm not an IFA, but talking about pensions and what they need in income. So an IFA would focus on that. I'm looking at the bigger picture of actually the assets, um, and I'm looking at the tax situation of where the business is. And what I want to make sure is in between, as, as well as planning for that maybe 5, 10, 15 year period of change, in the meantime, that business is fully protected. So the catastrophe that they're not thinking about because everything's going quite nicely, thank you very much, that doesn't happen. We avoid that, then they get to where they want to be. It's about, and we talk about, we've used in previous conversations, Tom, we've talked about using analogies of sports teams and me being the, the kind of the defence coach. So I'm making sure that if they've got a defence, it's not five goalkeepers, it's, it's a goalkeeper and either three or four good defenders. What happens if one of those defenders gets injured? What happens when the team gets promoted? Well, you don't switch off the defence, do you? You actually need to bolster your defence because you've got more to lose. And if you get relegated, if you haven't got the right protection, it takes you five times as long to get back up again as it, as it took you to get there in the first place. It does, and I think you make a great point there, Simon, about... As you grow your business, you have more to lose and putting protections in place so that that's harder to lose gives you more confidence then to keep going forward and keep growing your business. So I assume when you're looking at uh, wealth and asset protection, then you're looking at both business and personal assets. Would that be right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Because when you, especially when you're taking a HMRC perspective and and you think of the one big tax that in theory everyone is going to potentially face which is inheritance tax it is generated on it is what what your what your assets are in total there isn't um, a special business protection for inheritance tax it's about protecting your total wealth and looking at how you can structure your business in in a way that will either defer or mitigate or potentially get rid of in in full providing you've got the right structures in place to do that and it, but it needs it needs careful planning it doesn't happen by accident so careful planning ahead using your allowances structuring properly and getting an advisor to to give you good advice yeah before something catastrophic happens is the way to go yeah 
and where there are again going back to similarities in what you do versus what I do and what we would do what a good estate planner would do in the industry is it's about asking the right questions and you have to ask the right questions about what one getting the detail of what they've got and also potentially sometimes some people have actually gone down the planning route but what they've actually got is either out of date or just not fit for the purpose that they originally intended it so it really is getting into the devil is always in the detail Simon, you know, when you're when you're employed by somebody else, um, corporately often you have lots of you know protection in place if you're ill. Um, but if you're running your own business, what sort of protection do you think a business owner should have in place in in, in case they're crossing the road one day and get hit by a bus? Well, I know we're going to come on to this in one of the other podcasts. I'm only going to get into top level detail at, at this stage, Tom, but. If I was to simplify it and succinctly give you a view as to what what a business owner needs to consider is, first of all, what happens, as you say, if they run over by the bus, hopefully they may have some level of insurance that will will pay out if they're obviously hospitalised. And if there's a role in the business that they're playing that, you know, that means if they can't do it, there is at least some recompense if there isn't anyone else to do it. So they've, they've got some, some kind of insurance. That's the, that's the first thing. The other thing that a lot of people probably don't really consider is about if they're in the middle of something significant in their business that requires their signature and they can't, they physically can't, and that, and that documentation, that transaction ain't going to happen unless they've got somebody to sign for them. There is something that people are not aware of called a business power of attorney, lasting power of attorney, that they would need to have to be able to allow somebody else to sign on their behalf and that needs a lot of care because even if they've got somebody sometimes if it's a bank or it's a financial institution where there's a mortgage or there's a refinancing whatever it is or a property purchase asset purchase then you've got to have the right people so it's not just a, a box ticking exercise you want to really give it some thought as to who that person or people might be thanks again simon for joining us today and introducing us to some principles around estate planning. Um, I hope you've got something from that by listening to it, and we're going to be doing a little bit more detail in another podcast down the line. I hope you'll join us then. This is Tom Allchurch with Action Coach Stroud Podcast.